Welcome back to another episode of the Love of Purple podcast. I am your host, Krista Kokot. I am a certified life coach and a recovering people pleaser, helping you become the same thing. And I dive into a whack load of different topics on here, helping you discover yourself through the whole self-development process because learning about ourselves is the best way to have any sort of change within our life. Thank you guys for being here. It's been a hot minute since I have done a recording. I have just taken a bit of a break and have really felt like I didn't know what I wanted to bring to the table as far as a talk. So I just let that go for a bit and I'm back and I want to just share with you something that really has come up for me in the last couple of months. I've been down in Costa Rica. I leave and go back to Canada uh, next week. And something that has been coming up for me down here is self-sabotage. And I may have chatted about this before on different episodes, but I want to get really clear on what it is. And I want to give you, I want to give you um, tangible ways that we are doing what that we are self-sabotaging ourselves. And this is why we self-sabotage. We subconsciously, there's the word right there. Okay. Subconsciously, we don't believe we're good enough to have ABCD, whatever it may be. There's also another beautiful quote out there that says, um, self-sabotage is saying that you want something and doing the exact opposite to get it. So you want a healthy, loving relationship with somebody, and yet you're starting arguments, you aren't showing up for them, you are defensive, um, you know, all the things that you're actually going against what you say you want. I want a healthy, open, communicative, loving, romantic relationship. Okay. And then you go about doing all the things that you don't. And here is why. Here is why we do that. We have a defense and safety mechanisms within us. Okay. We want to predict the outcome before somebody or some situation does it to us. We want to predict it because we are human. We like to be in control. So we think that if we, our comfort zone is not feeling good enough. Our comfort zone is playing small. Our comfort zone is arguments. Our comfort zone is never having the thing. Our thermostat is set at this level of 50 degrees. If we start to go above it, Automatically, we sabotage ourselves and bring it back down to 50 because that's where we are comfortable. Our work, our job, our mission, should you choose to accept it, is to work through and work, work and heal. I said the word work, heal from those patterns. It, all of those self-sabotaging things that we do, they stem from hurts and wounds in our life that we haven't healed yet. Okay. We are, we are created to have good in our life. We need to reframe it. We need to look at things. If we, I know many of you, when you're listening to this, you may have this goal in your mind. Okay, whether it's a job, whether it's a business, whether it is a relationship, um, a career, whatever it may be. And yet you just can't seem to get it or you keep 
going and then taking a few steps back and then taking it and then a few steps back. The, the problem is, is that we are conditioned to feel a certain way and maybe it's not good. Maybe it's fight or flight. Maybe it's freeze and people pleasing and lack of boundaries. That's what's normal for you. That's what's the thermostat is set up. As we heal, as we deal with those things, as we become aware of like, wow, yeah, that is what I'm doing. We learn to react consciously and subconsciously in ways that allow us to accept the good to flow through us. We begin to understand that we do deserve good. We do deserve better than what we've been accepting. Self-sabotage, you guys, I, I have done it. I continue to do it from time to time. It's not, it's very, very common behavior. And it hinders a lot of professional growth. It hinders a lot of personal growth. But when you can understand what ways it's showing up in your life, you can then take the steps to move forward and go, ah, there you are. Ah, you're doing it again. Because I said at the beginning of this, a lot of times we don't even know we're doing it. It is subconsciously programmed into our brain. So meaning we don't even know we're doing it. And this is where coaching comes in. This is where uh, someone from the outside can come in or people that you respect can call you out on it. I have had my closest people, my husband will say it to me. He will say things like, babe, your negative self-talk is like out of control. And that is a self-sabotaging behavior. It's very rare now, but there are moments where I sink into that. And it's like, because it is very, um, it used to be, let's say that it used to be something that was very common for me was the negative self-talk. I would call it realistic. And yes, there is realistic talk and there is negative self-talk. When you continuously engage in that negative self-talk, telling yourself you're not good enough, not smart enough, not capable enough, who's gonna hire me, bah, bah, bah. Uh, this, is a, this is a gong show, this is a nightmare. I'm never gonna make any money. I'm never gonna have that relationship. Who's gonna do this? It will 1000%, not can, it will undermine your confidence and your motivation within yourself when you continue that talk. And I'm not going to go down the whole road of law of attraction and your thoughts create your actions and all that, because that's all true. <laughs> I'm talking about self-sabotaging behaviors right now, and I'm going to give you a few of them. And that is one. And that'll be where mine rises to the top. And that was why that first one came up for me when I was writing this down for you guys. Check your self-talk. Check it because it will keep you hostage if that's the road you want to keep going down. And when I am out loud saying things, this is when my husband will be like, wow, you're, you're going to go there. Hey, I'm like, "Ooh, that's deep. Yeah, there it is. And it happens so quickly. Your fear of failure. That and procrastination. Okay, so procrastination, perfectionism, <laughs> those three setting such high, unrealistic standards for yourself. 
will lead to immense chronic dissatisfaction. The fear of failure comes in there. Then you keep procrastinating. You putting it off. You you delay opportunities that are right in front of you. Increase stress. Procrastination stems from the fear of failure, perfectionism, and lack of motivation. So you've got your fear of failure in there. You've got your procrastination. You've got your perfectionism. If any of those resonate with you, um, all of those do for me. <laughs> I have come a long ways in them, realizing there's no such thing as perfectionism. There's only excellence. There is get it done, especially in the online space. I think I sat in that perfectionism that I'm not good enough to show up because I'm not as good as Susie and Joe and whoever else. And I think there came a time years ago, where I was like, oh, screw it. I'm just going to show up and be me and see what happens. I'm just going to talk about this topic and see what happens. Same thing happened for this podcast, you guys. Three years ago, four years ago now, almost, I started it. And I finally put it out to the world. But seven years ago, I started it. Seven years ago, I recorded a few different episodes and I was like, nope, I'm not talking about this because who's going to listen to me? I am not good enough. Bah, bah, bah. The self-sabotaging behavior started to show up and I didn't. I let them win and I just left it. And then four years ago, sitting by myself, I was dog sitting in, in Canada and I was at this beautiful acreage and I'm like, what am I waiting for? What am I so scared of failing at here? What am I nervous about? What's going to happen? What's the worst case? Why am I da, da 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 I just started to ask myself these different questions. I recorded an episode. I took one full day to learn how to do a podcast by myself. I didn't hire anybody. I literally went YouTube and I play and pause, play and pause, play and pause, play and pause and taught myself how to do it. And I'm like, let's go. Let's just do this. Let's just put it out there. And it was done. And it was the best thing. One of the best things I've done in my business. Self-doubt. Constantly doubting your abilities and questioning your worth will prevent you from pursuing your goals or taking the necessary risks that you need to in order to move forward, whether it's having that tough conversation, whether it's applying for that job, whether it's hiring that coach, whether it's um, setting those boundaries. When you continually doubt yourself, how to stop doubting yourself, take action. Prove to yourself that you can do it. Start small. Start small. The next one I'm going to talk about, we all have it when we don't know what we're doing. When we aren't, when it's something new for us. Imposter syndrome. If you continually feel like you're an imposter or feeling like you're a fraud, or feeling like where you have gotten in this life is a result of luck rather than your capabilities, you'll undermine your self-esteem and your confidence. And this is where I would sit for a long time. I'm like, oh, it's just luck that I happen to be, you know, doing this or, you know, I can't believe they hired me. Like, wow, that was a one-off. No, it wasn't. <laughs> There was things in my head that be like, if they only knew you actually weren't a certified life coach. This is when I first started coaching. So I coached for five years before I had a certification and changed lives, you guys. Because I drew from my own experiences and I helped people walk through that. 
So we will feel an imposter syndrome when it's something new or when we feel like we're not worthy of it. That's also something very normal that happens. What you have to be aware of is if it is sabotaging you. So for me, it could have held me back and it probably did at some point where it was like, I don't feel like I'm good enough if they only knew I didn't have a certification, if they only knew that this was going on in my life, if I was actually, you know, didn't have all my ducks in a row, if I'm crying every night and yet I'm coaching people, if they only knew that I was a hot mess, they wouldn't hire me. That's imposter syndrome. And if you let that keep rolling, it will stop you from moving forward. It is a sabotaging behavior. It is a sabotaging thought that we have. Lack of boundaries. Boom. My specialty. Boundaries. <laughs> when you fail to set and enforce healthy boundaries, it will lead to burnout and resentment, which both hinder your professional and your personal life. And that was another one for me too, was lack of boundaries. Uh, yes. And I know it's a lot of you out there. They, it is a sabotaging thing because when we feel like we can't say yes or, or sorry, we can't say no. And, you know, we can't take care of ourselves and poor me, we get that martyr syndrome, right? Like I'm amazing and I'm doing all this stuff and look at me and blah, blah, blah. Well, it's not, it's terrible. It's a lack of boundaries and you can say no and you can take care of yourself. But sometimes we don't even know we're doing it, AKA the self-sabotaging subconscious subconscious behavior. We don't even know we're doing it until someone points it out to us. And you're like, um, Hey, listen, do you have any white space on your calendar or what's happening here? Because I think that you say you want to run that marathon or you want to do that triathlon, but you're creating no space in, in your life for it. You were saying yes to everybody else and not yourself. So what's happening here? Overthinking is another one. Where's all my overthinkers? <laughs> Overthinking is, hi, I, I have been there. Hi, it's me. Mm. When we ruminate excessively over past events or the future, it literally leads to analysis paralysis, making it extremely hard to make a decision in the current present moment, right? Overthinking you guys is it's, it's so many people do it. Learning to be decisive is a practice. Learning to be decisive takes practice. Learning to trust yourself, understanding yourself, becoming more aware of who you are and how you operate. This is what my mission has been the last few months is really understanding who Krista is on the core of my being of like, okay, am I somebody that's a hell yes or hell no? Am I somebody that needs to sit with stuff for a little while? Like, how does that sit with me? And that's self-awareness, that's introspection, that's looking inside going, okay, what is this for me? Why do I overthink? What am I scared of? Is it other people's opinion of me? Is it my lack of boundaries? Is it that a fear of failure? Is it all these things? Another self-sabotaging behavior that I have really realized about myself, <laughs> lots of these are about myself, you're welcome, you guys, is self-isolation. We all know, if you've been following me for a while, you freaking know I love my alone time. I know a lot of you do too. However, too much of it is not a good thing. Too much alone time is not a good thing. I will spiral out of control and go into a darkness 
that hinders my personal growth and my well-being, my mental state. A feeling of loneliness. At one point down here, I remember messaging one of my girlfriends or I did a, I did a voice message. And I said, I am so lonely today. I can't even describe how the loneliness feels. And it's because of the self-isolation that I have feel that I have felt down here before. It's not all the time, but it's there. And when it hits, boom, it's bad. You got to network. You got to get out. You got to go see people. You got to get going to social connections. So when you feel yourself withdrawing from that kind of thing, that is a self-sabotaging behavior. When you're like, I'm going, I'm going, I, I, I say I want all this, but I'm retreating. I say I want all this, but I'm retreating. Ignoring your personal needs. I want to get healthy. I want to get fit. I want to have more energy. And yet you neglect your sleep. You eat like shit. You stop exercising. You sit on the couch and watch Netflix, watch Netflix all day. Or you become a workaholic. Pay attention to your needs that you need. When you say, I'm going to go to the gym and I'm going to get healthy. I'm going to need help. Do it. Do it. Because when you go and do the opposite, you're self-sabotaging. There's two more here that came up for me. And one of them was um, comparing yourself to others. Comparisonitis is a real thing. And it breeds the feeling of inadequacy. It robs the joy from you of your own unique special talents that you bring to the table. It also discourages you from celebrating your own achievements because you're looking at them as they're better than you. You're comparing yourself to them. When we compare ourselves to people, you guys, we actually really like something about them. So how do you get inspired by them instead? But when we sit in that comparisonitis for too long, time and time and time and time again, we sabotage our own growth. All of these, all of these, the last one is not seeking professional help. Help at all. It doesn't have to be professional. It can be just help. Refusing to seek help or professional help when you have prolonged difficulties or you feel like I can't do this without somebody else seeing my blind spots, it limits your growth because we can't see everything. We are in this subconscious programming um, action. We're just doing things. We're just in robot mode. We're comfortable. It works for us as dangerous as it may be or as uncomfortable from the outside. It's like, wow. There's many times where people know they need to go get help and yet I can do it on my own. I have been there. Um, I, I, I don't remember. It was last May. I left from Costa Rica. I went to Hawaii and I dog sat there for a month. When I landed, I was so down. 
I was there this last few years, <laughs> as most of you know, has been a way has been a has been a roller coaster ride for me as far as emotions go. And I was, I'm a mess. And I reached out to a therapist while I was there because I couldn't get my sentences together. I couldn't get my thoughts together. I could take the dog for a walk and that was about it. I'm like, something is up. Something is sitting sideways with me and I can't figure out what this is. And instead of trying to fight that on my own, instead of trying to figure it out and journal it out and which there's, there's times for that. Absolutely. Instead of talking it out with my husband or with a, a trusted friend, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go talk to somebody that doesn't know me from Adam. And I'm going to start from scratch and I'm going to share my journey of where I am and what's going on and where I feel frustrated and where I feel blocked and blah, 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 blah. It was amazing. It was exactly what I needed. The questions that they asked. How to overcome self-sabotage, you guys, is doing the work. It's cultivating the self-awareness, practicing self-compassion. Any of those that I talked about today, if you're like, that's me, that's me, that's me, that's great. Perfect. The awareness is first and develop healthy coping mechanisms. Where a coach or where a, a, a someone outside of yourself is helpful, another support system is great if you're setting goals, right? It's like, okay, I've got this goal. Um, I'm just going to use me for an example. I am going to show up on social media three times a week. Okay, we all know I do way more than that. However, I'm just using this as an example. And then you know, you know what? No one's going to listen to me, blah, blah, blah. What do I even have to say? You have somebody calling you out on that going, no, 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 you got this. You're good. Now, sometimes our support system, they don't have the whereabouts to do that either. So you do have to seek professional help because there's underlying issues there and you have to establish positive behavioral patterns. You have to heal from those wounds of whatever's going on. Why do you compare yourself? Why do you have no boundaries? Why do you have the negative self-talk? Where's that fear of failure, that perfectionism, that where's procrastination? All of it stems from low self-worth. Let's just go there for a second. So working on that with a professional will help you 1000% because here's what happens. I still have some of these, obviously, but you catch it quicker. And you have more compassion for yourself. And you're like, hey, sweetie, let's not talk to ourselves like this. You got this. You're amazing. Put that podcast out there. People need to hear that. Do this. Let's go. So know if you are somebody that you're listening to this and you're like, oh my God, I think I've got so many self-sabotaging behaviors. It's very normal. It's very common but you can get over them and you can have that relationship you desire. You can have that job you desire. You can have that life that you want and that you see and that you envision. You just need to become aware and change behavioral patterns that you're holding on to. Stop attracting the negativity, the toxic, whatever it may be that's going on in your life. All right. If anybody needs help in this area, please feel free to reach out. This is what I help my clients with. A lot of is the self-sabotaging behaviors because they're very common and we heal from that and we work through it. 
Is it easy? No, but it is worth every single second of coming out the other side and growing and evolving into this person that you want to be. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you for being here. Until next time, have an amazing, amazing day.